Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moth Talkin' Delicately Curated Long-Form Discussion of the International Web Star Wars Saga. If that part of the Star Wars Saga is the show, The Mandalorian, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley. Hello. Jasmine. Howdy. And thank you, Jake, for that perfect introduction that has followed every introduction we've had for these episodes so far it was Glad- spot on exactly Gladly just carrying on the time. tradition word word. and it's yes. also me jake and that concludes the recitation <laughs> of the introduction that we say every yes. time oh man guys we have an episode and maybe that's all we need to say about it yep goodbye goodbye <laughs> no actually before we get into the episode I think we should do something that we haven't done in a legitimately long time, which is, I wait, I forget the name of it. Are we do that now or at the end? Uh, at the end, so we don't turn off the listeners who want so to hear about never the Mandalorian. Mind. Never mind, we'll do Forget that later. It. Cut We're it gonna out. We're going to do a segment do a called segment. The Normal Show. Yep. Here's a segment called Let's Talk About the Mandalorian. This week we are talking about Chapter 5, The Gunslinger. An episode yes. title Jake knew. Didn't have I to knew that episode First title. try, didn't have to have my mm-hmm. friends look it up for me. Didn't take a long time at all. And, you know, what do you say about an episode like The Gunslinger? It was an episode. I'm not Agreed. really sure why it was called The Gunslinger. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, it, was there was no more like a, gunslinging than in any other episode of The Mandalorian. I was expecting like a, you know, like an actual, like... Gunfight like or a duel or something that, that I would neat. associate with the word gunslinger. <laughs> yeah, I I Maybe agree. One I don't cowboy hat. Yeah, Just I was one. expecting, frankly, exactly one cowboy hat, no yeah. more or less. This was directed by Dave Filoni. So. And- <laughs> yeah, he stole it for himself. <laughs> He's, yeah, he wouldn't let them wear it. <laughs> no, no, no. I know this is a prop, but it's mine. <laughs> If you're not familiar, the director, Dave Filoni, uh, likes to wear a Indiana Jones hat like a silly boy. It's um, not even an Indiana silly Jones boy. hat. It started it's out like as a, an Indiana Jones hat. Now I don't know what he's doing. It's just a cowboy hat. A silly cowboy hat. I think you're wrong, my friend. But listen. You need to look up what Indiana Jones wears. Uh, oh, I just looked it up, and it's uh, Dave Filoni's hat. Hmm, interesting, because it's not. Okay, so this episode starts out <laughs> with a space chase. Space oh, chase, yeah. real space abrupt chase change fun. from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starts with a little action. Well, action, and you know, action. Mando, action, as oh. the French would say, and uh, they do the thing that every you know chase scene has done, where he stops and the guy keeps going, and then he shoots and he scores. Except for- it's kind the of Mandalorian ref- is bad. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of refreshing <laughs> that he's not a yeah. good pilot. He is j- legitimately not. He's not. He a makes good that ship feel as bulky as it looks. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah, 
which I, I appreciate having someone who's just not very good at flying. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Razor Crest, right? That's his ship. Yeah. The Razor Crest has a, it has a weight to it. It seems a little bit unwieldy, and he's not awesome at flying it. And I know that because every episode, the, imp- the impetus of the episode is that his ship is broken, and he needs help <laughs> fixing it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, this is the first time that it's happened because of him. That's true. Usually yeah. it's because of... I mean, it's technically not because of him alone, because people no, were shooting at him. but I mean, if he was better at flying. If he would, I don't know, get good. Yeah, if he would wow. dodge one time. <laughs> if you would do a barrel roll. I couldn't even say it right. Um, barrel roll. Barrel roll. And then we go to actual Tatooine this time, for yes. sure. Um, what do we think of going back to Tat? I thought the whole show was going to be on Tat. I know. Yeah. I did too. They saved so, it for Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, my friend. I like uh, the general vibe on Mos Eisley these days with the uh, Stormtrooper helmets on stakes. That was very yes. cool. Oh my gosh. I like that the place is just kind of like once the huts were gone, it kind of died feels like, with Yeah, the it feels like even more deserted than mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, like, one thing I I liked about this, I saw a good Twitter thread on it that, and I can't remember who did it, so I'm just going to steal it as my own observation. Sorry. Um, Like, it kind of did the old Ryan Johnson subversion of expectations where, yes, you're getting the nostalgia, but it's like kind of a twist on what you would expect where, you know, the cantina is not the bustling cantina. It's not playing the happy music that you're used to. Yeah, there's like three uh, people in there. There's like, you know, pit droids instead of the kind of OT memorabilia you'd want to see. And then the guy sitting in Han Solo's seat is like the dweebiest dweeb. Toro Calican. <laughs> How do you feel about name. Toro Calican as a name and a character? <laughs> as a name? You know what? It's fine. It's a Star Wars name. It is. As a character, it was all right. I, I That's a yikes for me, dog. That he was all right on Toro. That's just uh, in general for me. Who is Toro? It, it's a yike. <laughs> he's the bounty hunter. Oh, he's a super yike. He's he is, just, I, all right. In my uh, opinion, he's I give him one out of one yikes. I kind of like that he's just like a dweeb who's not very good at anything. Yeah, including acting. Yeah. Mm, wow. Okay. I wouldn't say his acting <laughs> is any worse than anything we've seen in the show so I far. I would. <laughs> well, he might be out of something there. But I don't know. Like, that was the thing. There were, you know, Amy Sedaris. I love her in certain things. She's really funny in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I found her to be a bit too much in she this episode. She was way episode. more yikesy for me than uh, Toro was. It was yikesy, and the, I think because you also had Toro, who is also a total cheese ball, it was just like, what are we doing? Um, there were... I, I want to talk about... Should we talk about the things that we didn't like first, and then talk sure. about the things we like? That way we end on a positive note. Yeah. Okay. Well, then keep going about things you didn't like. <laughs> okay. Toro. Toro. Yeah, Toro. Toro, I I think I like the idea for that character, but I just genuinely found that guy to be a little 
too like I didn't feel like he was playing the role. I felt like he was just in real life doing a bad job. See, to me, it kind of felt like he was overacting, which made it cringy. Yeah, I agree. It felt more like a like a stage play acting to me than a movie or TV show acting. Whereas even though what's her face, the woman, I don't know her name. Phoenix Sand Merck. Okay. Um No. <laughs> that's a bounty hunter. Um No, no. Fennec Shand was the is that who you're talking about? Or are you talking about the She's talking about the babysitter. Oh, babysitter okay. who looks like Ridley. Yeah, Pelly, Pelly Mato. I, I think she I have was... all these memorized. I'm not looking them up. <laughs> cool, cool. I think she was acting well. I think her character it was just a little obnoxious, but I don't think that's on her, I don't think that's her fault. I think her character gonna, was just meant to be cheesy. Me and uh, Jasmine are, are same page in it right now. I agree with everything Man. you're saying. My Delorean. <laughs> Excuse me. My yes. problem with this episode goes a little deeper than just the kind of cringy characters. I mean, oh, well, I also have other problems. Hey, listen. No, we're I'm just sorry. On the surface. You've listed all of your problems, and that's it. <laughs> okay, um, I didn't realize you only got like two. <laughs> no, mine is that. And I voiced these concerns in the beginning of the show, and it's kind of not changed. But the show is very styly and not much substance when it comes to what, like, what the plot of this show is. So far, like, the plot is he's he stole a baby and he's just trying to get away. <laughs> Rude. But that's what that's what the plot of the show is. It, it hasn't really progressed beyond that, and. This episode, again, is just like he stops somewhere, he needs to fix his ship, he needs to get some money, and he needs to move on to the next mission. And it feels like we've talked about in the past, either like an MMO mission or a Dungeons and Dragons mission or something like that, where he just goes and he does something and he completes it and he moves on to the next mission. And there's no like overarching plot. And I agree with you. But I think they want it to be that way, so that possibly season two is like where a plot starts. For some reason, I, that's that's. I what usually the like I'm starting getting. my plot in the first season. You know, so that, I agree, but that's just where I my gut tells me this is going. I agree with you know what your thought is, Jasmine, in that like they wanted this to be a more episodic first season, and that's how Rebels was, and it's how. Clone Wars was where, you know, there were no real arcs until later on in the show. And I I think that I was really enjoying that so far. Like the first four episodes I thought were yeah. pretty fantastic. Uh-huh. And like the fourth one, it seemed like it lo- maybe lost some people, but I I thought it was just as enjoyable as the others. Um, and this one, it was it really just faltered in the execution for me because I still... I don't mind there being a formula to the Mandalorian where, like, every week it's, like, kind of a little Star Trek episode where he goes and meets some new people and does a little mission and then moves on. Like, that's that's cool with me, uh, and I like episodic TV like that. It can be comforting, but when the formula, like, falters, it, you don't have that central storyline to hang on to. So, in... With there being so much serialized TV, I'm cool with this. I just want it to, you know, be better. <laughs> I just wouldn't mind like a serialized. I think it's. Star I think it'll Wars get show. there. I think it'll get there. 
And I see people, like, complaining that, like, oh, well, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong with filler episodes. Not every episode has to be crazy, groundbreaking, great, amazing story. But you know what? No, I'm going to complain about filler episodes because they're boring. Well, and, and there's only eight this season. <laughs> and there's only eight episodes, and one of yeah. them is going to be a filler. I feel like if, if one of your episodes out of an eight-episode series has to be a filler, then you need more ideas before you start the show. <laughs> Well, and another issue I have with quote-unquote filler episodes is even in The Clone Wars or in Rebels, when you had a filler episode, you still had some interesting interactions and character growth from some of the characters. Like, just because it wasn't advancing the plot of Rebels doesn't mean that you couldn't have a good moment between, um, you know, Zeb and... Ezra, where they get closer, or something like that. Or like, like Baby that. Yoda and Mando. Well, but you, you have that, but not so much in this episode, because yeah. they're not really together at all. And the, the way that they've set up the, the hero of this show, who I really like, but like he's not there to have that many conversations and to grow as a character. Like His big growth was in the episode where he, you know gets baby Yoda. Yeah. And it's just like we we don't get a whole lot of uh we don't know what he's thinking and what he's feeling most of the time. So when you come up against a filler episode where there's not much externally happening that's exciting, then it, the whole thing just kind of falls flat because we don't get much growth from the Mandalorian in general. I think it, you know, I I think they're going for a slow burn and I think by the end of the season it'll be more of an ensemble uh, like I think Cara Dune will come back probably in some way. I don't think she'll just be in the one episode and then be gone forever since she's in all the promo stuff. Yeah. And is still very involved with, you know, promoting the show. So I think it's getting there, but I like to hang out in Star Wars land a little bit. I just think it, it's a odd choice to make a slow burn when you only have eight episodes. Not me. I think it's great. And I think you're wrong. Um, you didn't like this episode. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Who am I? Why am I arguing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that the idea was solid. Um, it felt like since it was kind of a not a lot going on episode, it might have been an opportunity to zoom out and give you a better picture of the galaxy, which I think you got visually just by virtue of the images of like stormtrooper helmets on pikes and the cantina being really barren and stuff like that. But it, it felt like there could be even more world building in that way instead of yet another guild person that he has to help. I uh, Let's talk about things we liked, though, because it wasn't like a terrible episode and there were a lot of cool things. I Pit droids. Pit Baby droids. Yoda. Swoops. And swoops. End of list. No, I liked I liked the um the assassin that they were hunting. Oh, I loved her. And I I was actually kind of sad that she just like died in this episode. I don't know is she dead though? Well, I don't is know. Is she like she dead could dead be because it maybe. seems like somebody went back for her. Yes, at the very end. I like that too. And that was the first time we've had like a stinger at the end of an episode and it yeah. was like badly mm-hmm. needed. I'm glad to have something that we can a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, so far, every episode has ended like at the end of a Rebels episode with just the ghost flying off into space. Yep. Except yep. the Razor Crest now. 
And this was like, oh, cool. I can't wait to see what happens Someone's next. Here. So now there's like discussion. Is it Boba Fett? Is it Cobb Vance who stole Boba Fett's armor? Is People it- are literally just saying that we're meant to take it as just the Mandalorian going back for the bounty. But I don't know. That would be the dumbest stinger in history. <laughs> yeah. He went back. He uh, got yeah. the money after all. Aren't you excited <laughs> to know this? And also, I feel like they would have shown him if like that would yeah, have been why a secret that he got the, the money. I agree. Whoever said that and asserted it on the internet, I hate you. Bad job. But and if you're right, let's I'm talk still about Finnick Shand Merck, uh, who was the assassin. Yes. yes. I yeah. liked her. What did you like about her, Jasmine? I mean, she was honestly probably the best part of the episode, and she was only in like three minutes of it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, she's the best actor. She, yes. like coolest character just no doubt and i'm just so mad that she's just dead now I, to, I like... to a moron basically <laughs> yeah i know to, oh my because god of a, because yes. of a moron I, I like the the thought of you have all these imperial specialists who did like so many terrible things for the empire are now kind of on the run i like that idea that's like the Empire's still around. You still got people like Werner Herzog who are doing whatever they're doing. But, like, for the most part, it's completely fallen apart. And you got people like this assassin who did so much work for the Empire is now just, like, on the run, you know, living on Tatooine or whatever. And it's just, yeah. like, kind of it's kind of cool to see that part of... That, that's a little bit of the world-building stuff, too, that, you know, you've got You'd these... You'd think they would all just, like, become bounty hunters, but instead they're, like, being hunted. Right. Yeah, I guess because the New Republic is probably the one who has like mm-hmm. a bounty on them and stuff. Yeah. But she was very cool. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the just the whole them trying to get to her, like the race down the dunes. Oh, that was and, like, fantastic. Night and everything. That was just a really cool sequence. And Okay. Yeah, we ahead. also have to address some really dumb fans. Who think negotiating with Tuscan Raiders is a new oh, idea to Star Wars? That's and right. Think that, that was it's the bad. coolest part of that this episode. That was the coolest part of the that episode. That was my favorite part as well. And also, it is a thing that happens in Star Wars if you have ever played Knights of the Old Republic, fanboys. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, so that's, funny. People were just like, "Oh, you've ruined the the Tuscan Raiders." You know, they, have all these, they would never negotiate. <laughs> all right. I just I hate the. The idea that everything in Star Wars has to be one way. Like, you always have to This have... species is always this. Yeah, like, oh, Twi'leks, they're always entertainers. They're always dancers. And Rodians, they're always bounty hunters because they're a warlike culture. And it's just like, yes, cultures can have a certain thing, but there's always going to be outliers in any type of culture. And there's not really, like, one monoculture on Earth you know, like you're not going to go to any country and everyone is exactly the same way. So it's just and does the exact same thing and has the same personality. So it's just annoying to think that all Tuscan Raiders are this way. They would never negotiate. I wonder if people realize that they sound like the First Order when they talk like that. Of yeah, they probably they do, and they're probably okay with it. We need a Tuscan Raider ethno state. <laughs> <laughs> I. I hate that kind of garbage, and it feels like people willfully miss the entire point of Star Wars. And it's the same thing with people complaining about in The Rise of Skywalker that 
there's not somebody literally with the last name of Skywalker and like putting all this emphasis on bloodlines being super important. It's like, you know, the whole point is that like you make your own destiny. It doesn't matter who your parents were. Like that's the point. Not it just seems what's so your DNA obvious. test. Like, yeah. And so like with this Tuscan Raider thing, it's like, yeah, the whole point of star Wars is like, you can be anything you want to be. It's space. <laughs> Not we fit these space species into this box. And and just that one little thing adds so much character and context to the Mandalorian himself. Like, not only is he someone who, um, d- d- you know, he's not... I like that he's not just shoot first, ask questions later. But also, he's someone who's obviously done a lot of traveling. He's obviously been on Tatooine before and had dealings with the Tuscans. Like, it adds a lot to him. Like, he's someone who's been around. So we learn more about him, too, just from that simple interaction. Yeah, good point. I I thought that the whole, like, ride to get to um the sniper... What's her name? Fennec I, I can only Shand. think of Shand Merck. Shand <laughs> The ride to get to Shand Merck, back to this show being a, a video game was so video gamey it was exact like <laughs> I, that literally is a mission in one of the Metal Gear Solid games of like blind the sniper by using this kind of grenade so they can't see it through their sights and then that'll give you an opportunity to progress a little bit towards them mm-hmm. but it's like it running really from cool. cover to cover in every video game yes, so, yes yeah I loved it but it was great um and I did like the moment of uh actually to give a good Toro moment. I liked when he was trying to like show off with his gun when he thought Mando was sleeping. <laughs> that was funny. And then it turned out he wasn't. That, was, that was funny. Uh, I'll give him that. <laughs> that was very funny. Uh but this structure gets so weird. I didn't what was the story with the guy hanging off the side of the dewback? That was just another bounty hunter who was after her. Why did the Mandalorian died. like have to go back? I don't remember. Because why his, did he leave? Them? She shot his swoop bike as they were uh, on their way to her. Like as they were going through the dunes, um, Toro messed up with his flash. That's and she right. Shot the Mandalorian swoop, and then they only had one swoop. That's right. One swoop. One swoop. Swoop kid doesn't want to leave his swoop. one swoop. Ahead of the something, something. <laughs> Once we'll ahead of the dunes. <laughs> yeah, that. Very good. And <laughs> I also you. made a uh, stoop kid is, af- is afraid to leave his stoop reference from Hey Arnold. Swoop kid is afraid to leave. Swoop his kid swoop. is afraid to leave a swoop. <laughs> uh, uh, pit droids. Pit droids. Pit droids. I was, I like squealed when I saw He's them. So I was like, cute. oh my god. Pit droids. I I love pit droids. I always thought they were a great droid design. Thought now that's that a good prequel reference. Now that's a good prequel reference. Now that's <laughs> what I call prequel reference. <laughs> prequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, you know what? what? I was wrong. There was like kind of a standoff at the end when when Toro <laughs> is holding Baby Yoda. So I guess there was like a gunslinger moment, kind of. There was. That's true. It just wasn't a great one. It was not that great. Uh, uh, but, but you he know, died. You, he, so well, dead. I don't know. Every time someone's been shot so far in the show, they're not really dead. Uh, except for IG. Yeah, I mean, I, who has been alive except the Mandalorian? 
the oh, that's right, Stuan guy. Grief, 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 Chris, grief. Don't speak grief? to me this way. <laughs> Are you getting confused with Grease from Fallen I, Order? Am I? What's his name? His name is Carl Weathers. It's Grief, <laughs> Grief Karga. I was right. Grief Karga. That's a name. There's. You know what? Star Wars names, when you really think about them, are kind of silly. What do you... Let's let's predict the Mandalorian's real name. Oh, okay. I think it's Bob Johnson. Good. Very good. Nermit Bungdoy. <laughs> you say Nermit? Nermit Bungdoy. It's a good That's guess. Good. Jake? Lev Parnas. <laughs> okay. We'll find out someday. <laughs> <laughs> who what his real name was yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh was there anything else in this episode overall it was like I, so far i don't think there's been a bad episode this wasn't a bad episode bad. there was enough good things it's just it's getting to the point where i need a little more and hopefully that mysterious figure who i'm hoping is Cobb vance uh is going to play into the plot more but it's probably gus fring Oh, yeah, it could be Gus Fring. Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Get it together. Well, he'll always be Gus Fring to me. (laughs) Um, well, that was an episode of The Mandalorian. I mean, what do we want, like, the back half of this show to be? I I want there to be some kind of... Because there seems to be some tantalizing threads placed in the first couple episodes, and... Now it just seems like everything's up in the air. I guess the Mandalorians need uh, a new settlement somewhere. So that's a thing that yeah. we could see. Yeah, I hope he meets back up with some friends. I'm tired of him getting a friend every episode and then leaving the friend behind. <laughs> Baby Yoda needs a home or something. Uh, boy, oh boy. Do you think the season's going to end with like him having to give up Baby Yoda? Uh, I mean, he was ready to give him up already. Well, he kind of was, and then he realized that... He couldn't. They have some DNA tracking yeah. on the boy. Yeah. We talked about that last week, if you listened to our episode, which we I know did. did. I yeah, did. I listened to it. I did. You say you did, but you did not tweet anything. I you were supposed literally to listened to it at work. I may have been a little distracted, but yeah. I listened to it. Listen, and you didn't really listen to it. No proof that you listened yeah. to it. You can't. You were to like transcribe it and read it back to you. <laughs> no, we want you to tweet what you're supposed to tweet. <laughs> okay, I'll listen to it again. I'll listen to it twice. The episode you listen to the even last on. four minutes, and then you'll be able to. Do it. You know what's funny is I think I maybe didn't listen to the last four minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. It was only like six minutes long. Um, okay, so I just figured something, I just discovered something. Toro. Oh, wow, what'd you discover? Was played by Jake Cannavale, who is Bobby Cannavale's son, who's like a pretty famous good actor, and his grandfather is Sidney Lumet, and his stepmother is Rose Byrne. So I'm just saying, it's possible, huh? I just pulled up on my Stitcher app, Grandma Talking. Apparently, I stopped listening with three minutes and 27 seconds left. 
Well, there you go. That's so where it this thing you're referencing is in the bloopers of the show. We didn't have no, any bloopers. No, it's not bloopers. Oh. Well, see, that's, why is it even annoying. a good episode if there's not even Anyway, all I'm saying is this guy who played Toro, it's very possible he's not a good actor and he just got the job because he has very famous family members. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be shocking to me it would to find out that he's that not happened. really a good actor. In Hollywood. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like there were other things I liked, but, oh, droids are allowed in the cantina now. That's a yeah. neat thing. They almost, like, own it. Droid runs the thing. Oh, another thing is they mentioned the huts as a threat, but in aftermath, the huts are pretty much done away with, except for one like baby hut somewhere. Uh, yeah, because Cobb Vance uh, gets the baby. Cobb Vance, Vance Refrigeration. His whole thing is he like getting the baby Yoda. Or, I mean, the baby Yoda, the baby <laughs> hut. What's and... with these Mandalorians and getting babies? <laughs> He's just trying to like rebuild the huts so that he can kind of control the little baby hut. Huh. So anyway. Well, I think the story group really whiffed on this one. Well, it's all ruined. Jeez. <laughs> hey, Pablo, ruined Star Wars go. He can't hear you because he uh, blocked everyone. He blocked everybody. <laughs> Pablo Hidalgo, screw. Wow. Okay, let's stop talking about this episode and let's talk about the other thing. Let's talk about the thing that people are mad about. Star Wars. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, news gun ray. By the way, my lord, is that legal? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to report that. <laughs> Cash. And. So basically everyone, not everyone, but basically all the people that I follow on Star Wars Twitter <laughs> are mad today, and hey, I follow myself, so I'm a little mad too, because JJ was a meanie. He was kind of a meanie. I don't know if it was mean. It was it seemed, not very professional and I, not very friendly. It seems to like concede a little bit to Last Jedi haters, and, you know, I guess people are allowed to have their own opinions, but... No, they aren't. You know what? <laughs> Good point. I'm, I changed my mind. They're not, and his opinion sucks anyway. I think... Well, let's just read what he said. So, he this was an interview with the with the Times. Um, From New he York? He said... I think it might have been the New York Times. Mm-hmm. I can't confirm that. I need a secondary source. Um, so he said um, that he credited The Last Jedi for being full of surprises and subversion and all sorts of bold choices. On the other hand, he told the Times, it's a bit of a meta approach to the story. I don't think that people go to Star Wars to be told, this doesn't matter. But then he also said, Thrice of Skocker. <laughs> the Rise of Skocker needed a pendulum swing in one direction in order to swing the other. Um, okay, where in the movie is the message, this doesn't matter? This, this is yeah. what I'm not understanding. Is he, like, just listening to the dinkuses who think that the bad guy saying the past needs to die is, like, that's actually the theme of the movie? That's the thing. Like, do do people not understand that usually the bad guy is not the one, like, spouting the philosophy of the movie. Usually, yeah. it's yeah. the good guys 
who are opposed to the bad guy. Yeah, like, you know, most of Palpatine's speeches, he was wrong because he was the <laughs> <Yeah>. bad guy. <laughs> exactly. He didn't really accurately reflect the themes of Star Wars, I think. Yeah, you don't really see people, like, going, you know, coming out of Return of the Jedi, and they're like, ugh, can you believe that movie? Like, Palpatine said that he wanted to kill all the rebels. I can't believe it. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he was saying some crazy things. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. The whole point of the movie was that Luke was supposed to join the dark side with his father. I don't know. Yeah, it just it feels a little weird for me for them, for not only him but uh, Daisy Ridley and John Boyega have both said things that they you know maybe didn't agree with with the direction of the Last Jedi. What you know you don't have to agree with the direction of the Last Jedi. But I will think less of you as a person. I I will, too, because for me, it's probably my favorite Star Wars movie. And I think (laughs) it does what it's doing, like, perfectly. It's the perfect Star Wars movie in my mind. But you don't have to agree with me. Uh, But uh, it's worse for me what J.J. said because, you know, an actor is one thing. You know, maybe Boyega is salty that his role was much smaller in The Last Jedi, which it kind of was. But... uh, Especially with JJ, he's like, you know, just the thought of like, what was Ryan Johnson supposed to do after The Force Awakens? It was JJ's fault. Like, you have Luke by JJ himself left him in, in exile. Yes. What, like, what was the possible outcome? Luke was never going to pick up the lightsaber and go destroy oh, the First oh, Order oh. on his own. And then I found a thread today where people were like, Oh, well, that's not what we wanted. We didn't want Luke to pick up the lightsaber. We just didn't want him to toss it aside. He didn't have to actually take it. Like, what? What do you want? Uh, It's not. She should have just levitated in mid. She Ray should have stood in that position for a solid hour. They should have never moved. He, he, didn't even, he didn't even consider taking it back. What are you talking about? That was the most, like, just awkward sequence of them staring back and forth at each other for two minutes. There was what's, time to think. <laughs> what's crazy uh. is, like, you know, we just watched The Force Awakens and then Last Jedi, like, back to back. And it really flows well because Han says that Luke started a temple. Uh, one of his students turned against him. And Luke just ran away from it all. And ever since then, they heard that he was looking after, or he was looking for the first Jedi temple. So like Luke ran away. He was dejected and sad because of what happened. He gave up on the temple and then he went and exiled himself on an island. Like what that he's just following the logical threads. I don't understand yeah. what, and in my opinion, like, because I've heard people say this about The Last Jedi being meta, and I think it is literally only meta if you take it to mean that Kylo Ren is actually the voice of the movie, and he's saying, let the past die, the old Star Wars sucks and doesn't matter, we gotta move a new place, but that's right. not the point of the movie. No, yeah, the heroes of the movie don't believe that, they're doing everything they can to preserve Star Wars. <laughs> yes, and like, people, like seem to forget that, you know, Yoda didn't actually burn the sacred Jedi texts. He only did that because Yoda knew that Rey already had them. Yeah. He was just trying to teach Luke a lesson. So the point of the movie was not, oh, let's burn the, the you know, old canon down. It's like, no, she preserves it, you dinkuses. 
That's that's what's really frustrating is that complaints like that are not like you can complain about things in the movie but if you don't watch the movie and see what the movie is saying then yeah it is on you when you when you just get it wrong like yeah you're complaining about something that you're not actually understanding the end result of it like it's like reading half of a book and saying i hate the entire i hate the entirety of this book but i only read half of it yeah, and, it's like ripping pages out and then thinking, yeah. I don't think this flowed and, very well. Yeah. This, the scary implication here is that J.J. Abrams didn't get it, and he's making the finale to all this. Yeah. Well, what's weird about that is I like he was on record when The Last Jedi was filming is saying that he, he's read the script and he's so jealous of it that he wished he wrote it. And that like he was a super huge proponent of it. Right, and so was well, Lawrence Kasdan, who said and he said you know, that he like Ryan Johnson was was like working with them as they were doing the Force Awakens, as he was like planning the Last Jedi. So it's yeah, like they were, and, it's weird. And they had meetings, and like you know, they JJ changed part of the Last Jedi to accommodate a couple of things about the ending to accommodate Ryan's story. So it, like, it just felt weird that <laughs> the other thing. This is a different interview that he did with um, I don't remember the channel. It's, it's on YouTube with like. JJ and all the cast talking and somebody asked him like what was the biggest surprise to you in the last Jedi and JJ said he's like well I was a producer on the film so it's not like I walked in and was surprised at what happened right yeah he said which I thought was good that he said that because I I do hear that argument a lot like it's like look JJ knew it was going to happen he was a producer on the film and he read the script um right people usually say oh ryan just dumped all this on jj and he had to fix it all it's like no he was there he but what he said the thing the most surprising he said he said it's a weird thing and he said he was very positive with the last shot in the interview but he said for some reason for me i was surprised about phasma it felt like there might have been more there to explore <laughs> it felt weird that he killed phasma and i was like you killed Phasma. The only reason why Phasma was brought back is because people thought that you dropped the ball and didn't explore the character. Do you enough. guys understand why I don't like JJ? He just irks me. It's dumb little stuff like this. I get it. I now hate him, and I I don't want to. I'm not going <laughs> to see the movie. I'm going to boycott. Uh, yeah, Rise yeah, boycott of it. Mm-hmm. I. That's the thing. Like I end up liking the movies that JJ does. It's just, and I'm and I'm sure I'll end up I liking this one. It's no, just too. It's just weird to me to, to to do all this now. Is this like stealth marking to get the people who say they're going to boycott this if they say, "Oh, we didn't like the last <laughs> Jedi, the last Jedi either, so you can come see this one." Yeah, I I for some reason I don't have a problem with the actors because their opinion of it is totally like skewed to what their experience was working on the film and like the impression yeah. that i got from what everyone's saying is because they're all talking about like we're so excited that we all got to be together and hang out with our friends in this movie and it's like well i think that they just didn't like the last one as much because literally on a daily basis you know daisy really and john boyega weren't hanging together every day like they were during force right. awakens so it's like which they again, weren't hanging wasn't out ryan with their johnson's, friends which again wasn't ryan johnson's fault because JJ split him up at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point. <laughs> so, I thought about that. I'll, I'll just always remember um, when stuff was going around about Mark Hamill hating The Last Jedi because he did right. an interview where he said he had some problems with it. And then, like, a week later, he did an interview where he said he hasn't seen the, the original Star Wars movie since, like, 1985. <laughs> 
So it's just like, I listen, actors obviously bring so much to their character and they think so much about their character when they're doing it. But it's not like, it's not like the actors are so steeped in Star Wars like the director is. Like the, a director takes a year of his life sometimes and just devotes it, the director and the writer, and just devotes it to a project whereas yeah. the actor comes in for a couple months they've thought about it obviously and they and they do the role and then they're gone but the director and the writer they're there through the whole process thinking about this and they usually yeah, they're there for know years. what they're doing yeah yeah it's uh i don't know it, it was just interesting it was interesting to hear jj say that it was meta and that it was saying that stuff they like doesn't matter like that you know I don't want to read too much into it because the dude is on a press junket 24-7 flying to different countries. He's constantly on airplanes. People are asking him the same five questions over and over, and he can't give them any answers about anything because he can't spoil the film. So I can see somebody saying something kind of dumb that they don't actually mean. I've said things I don't actually mean on this show. (laughs) I just like somebody (laughs) asked my opinion. I just throw something out there, and I'm like, wait, I don't know if I really meant that. (laughs) Like, I listened back to, like, some early episodes and was like, I don't know if I agree with what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's also the thing. We change. I definitely have opinions that have changed since our first episodes, you know. Yeah, that's really true. Um, But JJ's bad and, you know, Boycott Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) Movie's already ruined. It's ruined. It's ruined Star Wars. Um, I mean, you can read the whole plot on Reddit. I mean, why don't you go see it? Shut up. Don't even talk about it. Don't worry. Shut up. Shut up. up. I'm not saying anything. Telling Jake to shut up. Everyone, shut up. (laughs) It's a shot for shot remake. These two dummies have read everything about the movie, listened to this leaked soundtrack. I haven't done that. You guys are insane. Oh, you should though. It's good. <laughs> you've got you've got eight days. You couldn't wait eight days. To Why be bother? Fair, they they to usually be fair, release we the read soundtrack the leaks early. A month ago. I mean, that's crazy. Those are crazy. <laughs> I mean, in the past they released the soundtracks early, so that didn't feel crazy to me to listen to the soundtrack. It feels crazy to me. What is crazy is the names. Don't read Don't, those. I won't. <laughs> I scroll. Someone ret. Someone on my feed retweeted a picture of like a bunch of the track listing, and I'm just like, oh, no. but that could have been a meme. It. That could have been. Could have been a lot of meme ones going around. In the I yeah, wasn't taking the chance. I wasn't taking the chance. A lot of featuring Cardi B, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> well, hey, I'd be into that. Um, okay, final word. Ryan Johnson. I like him. Kind of sucks that everyone's thrown him under the bus because he made like my favorite Star Wars movie. And also, he's really good at making movies in general, and you guys should go see Knives Out if you haven't seen Knives Out Man, yet. I want to see it so bad. Yes, I, I'm so mad. We've been six. We haven't been able to go out and see it. Guys, you got to see it in theaters. I know. We're so excited to see it and just like haven't been able to. So good. Dang on it. I'm going to anyway. cancel this company meeting I have tonight. I'm just gonna <laughs> just go cancel your out. company. Yeah. Hey, company, you're canceled. <laughs> It's 2019. <laughs> Cancelled. Cancelled. Join Louis C.K. No. I don't want there to be any insinuation that I work for the Louis C.K. of companies. <laughs> I thought you worked for Louis C.K. company. The C stands for company. And the K Louis stands company for K. company. <laughs> Louis company company. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, we know he's bad. We, we know. We know. Boy, a lot of Papa John content out there for all the oh. true fans. Lots of great Papa 
PJ content. Good, good PJ <laughs> content. Um, wow, there's uh, so much that we could talk about, and we're gonna talk about all the things uh, this weekend. We're gonna record. <laughs> Yeah, look out for us recording this weekend. At my house. <laughs> no, we're gonna release an episode. <laughs> so I meant that, and I wasn't done with my sentence, you goober. <laughs> we're gonna talk about, I think, our final like hopes and dreams for episode nine. And I'm reading like the last couple like Journey to Rise of Skywalker books. So we'll probably talk about those kind of briefly. And then Maybe next we week. Yeah, because then because we've got whatever we record soon is not gonna. We just got a lot of stuff happening here. Next week is the freaking movie, guys. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thursday next Thursday we are going to release an episode about our first reactions to the rest of Thursday at real late o'clock. Really late o'clock. And then early Friday morning, we're getting up. We're watching movies. We're doing podcasts. We're gonna go see it again. I'm freaking psyched. I'm psyched. I'm so excited. That's gonna be a really good day. Yep, gonna be a good day. And we unless, might have a special guest on the front. Unless, well, don't well, make any if, promises you can't yeah, keep. True, okay, true. but what if the movie sucks? Well, it's well, gonna be just make for spicy st- podcasting. <laughs> we're still gonna record. <laughs> yeah, we have we have plans set aside, so we there will still be podcasts. We'll just Ugh. be salty. Yeah. The, so the rest of the year will probably be lots of Rise of oh, Skywalker yeah. content, uh, and then. In January, we'll probably get back to our regular schedule of not knowing what we're talking about. <laughs> and talking about books from the 90s that books are fan of fiction. dubious quality and fan fiction that, you know, we may have written. Um, you know, this, uh, I got a question for the panel. Okay. Did we end up having no bad episodes in 2019? Absolutely. Not a single bad not app. One. I can't think of a bad one. I'm gonna let me scroll through real quick in our. Don't do it. I did it earlier and I felt not episode. great about it. <laughs> no, I'm gonna look. Uh, scroll through okay. and I was like, mm, we might have had some bad episodes in 2019. No, we had no bad episodes. Did you just Vector check? Vector Prime, just good episode. I'm double checking right now. Vector Prime was Rogue a good One episode. commentary, great app. <laughs> New Jedi Order, great apps. Yeah, uh, all great apps. All of them were great. Uh, fan fiction. We started fan fiction theater. That's always good. Oh, come year. on. That's a landmark. Adventures in game. <laughs> good. <laughs> good app. <laughs> Master and Apprentice, great app. Alphabet Squadron. Jedi Outcast was a good app. Jedi Outcast. Thrawn Treason, the best app we've ever done. That was a fun one. We played a game. We played a game. May, remember the other Graham off talking? For, that existed for a minute. Yeah, oh yeah, we never we did anything with them. Gonna record with, and then they ditched us. I forgot about them existing until right now. So, Caravan of Courage, our best episode. Force yeah. Unleashed, Jasmine. Oh, Force Unleashed. so good. That was a good episode. Jasmine's fan fiction we... one and two. <laughs> yep. Tweet tweet at us if you think we had a bad episode, and I know you know because we didn't have a single bad episode. <laughs> How about tweet your favorite episode? I don't want to yeah. hear about what people thought was bad. Tweet your favorite episode that we did this year. And you and know also, what? I, can I guess how many tweets we we're going to get? Bad one. Huh? I guess we're going to get zero tweets about it. Probably. Let's, let's tweet make, at let's, us. We need incentive then. Like, what, are they, what do they get if they tweet us? I'll send you one ticket stub for the rest of the Skywalker. <laughs> Already you. That's the stub, and I'll sign it. We'll send you Ooh. a Dash Rendar action figure. <laughs> Still in my trunk. It's <laughs> a Still chilly right trunk. now. It's a cold one out there. <laughs> We'll send you a Toro 
whatever his name was action figure. That is a promise. If they make a Toro action figure, we'll send you one of those. We will. We should probably incentivize people and do contests and fun stuff, but I, you know, it sounds like a lot of work. It'd be a shame if you had to do work for this podcast, Jake. What are you insinuating? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. I don't follow. Are we done? Yes. Bye. It's been like an hour. Oh, bye. It's it's been a long one. Has my energy been sufficient, Jake? He said I needed ring energy today. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Okay. I'm not editing much in this episode, as I don't feel like doing it. Just edit out the beginning parts where we messed up a lot. No. No, you have to. (laughs) Say the thing. Uh, Delicately curate. No, hang on a second. I want to just acknowledge that somebody made a shirt that says directed by Ryan Johnson on it with like the Star Wars font and background. I was I was gonna make that shirt like and wear Were it, you really? Wear it to the um premiere. <laughs> that actually is a solid idea. <laughs> well, I'll make, I can make us all shirts and we can all I'll get attacked. I was gonna shout at the person that made it, but yeah, you could just make it and steal their idea. <laughs> well um, now I'm scared because I know the other podcast that made it and I don't want to get attacked. <laughs> ah well <laughs> We're all one Look, big happy I'm not family. Selling it, okay. Okay. But I'll I'll buy I'll buy one though. No, I but I want to wear one. Okay. Well, this has been <laughs> delicately curated, a long form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga. If that part of the Star Wars saga is the television show The Mandalorian, Taylor did the Modern Fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious and soothing voices of your host, Riley. Finnick Shand Merck. Jasmine. I don't have a good outro. Bye. And Jake Pit Droids. Best Droids. Bye. 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 Yeah, okay, so this is part five, sorry, chapter five, and I forget the subtitle because I just messed up on my phone and don't have it pulled the up anymore. something. God. It's not That's Sanctuary, it. that was last week. Yeah. Uh, huh, good so question. So far, none of this is usable. I don't want to oh be that God. podcast that immediately doesn't have their Hold crap on. together. Disney, hurry up. I'm looking it up. No, right I got now. it. I got it. I got it. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. The gunslinger. God dang it. Oh, the gunslinger. Okay. Let's try that again.